guys, Big Shrimp here. Simulcast number 11. Sitting here with Hodge. Hodge. What's going on, Big Shrimp? What's going on? How you doing? How you doing? Okay. Hey, I guess I'm doing just as fine as I was when we recorded Simulcast, Simulcast 10. 10. Like five minutes ago. Yes, sir. And uh, what does that mean, folks? Can you all hear a difference in our audio? <laughs> we are together side by side in the yep. same room. My apartment. Um, yeah, Hodge came all the way up from uh, Mississippi to East Tennessee. So uh, here we are. What's going on, man? What brought you all the way up to East Tennessee? Vacation, man. Vacation. Uh, yeah. We usually take a well, – we, we haven't always taken a family vacation, but the past couple of years we've been able to uh, take vacations. Um mm-hmm. And actually do what we kind of want to do at vacations. So my family always loves, not technically me, for example, just because I've been to Tennessee every vacation. We usually always seem to come here. <laughs> so right. Um, so we came back to Pigeon Forge like we always do. Um, and just so happened, Johnson City was, what, 100 miles yeah. from there to here? And here we are. Yeah, so... Uh... How how was the trip? How was the drive? Um, it was okay. Uh, it was me. It's it's me, my mom, my grandma, my sister. So I'm kind of swimming in a sea of estrogen right now, uh, and it was kind of nice to uh, have some testosterone around when we yeah, went and ate dinner. Break uh, away for dinner with Jerry and I. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, Jerry's wife is, I thought was going to join us, but. I guess she didn't fill up. For it was cool it. to just have a. I didn't care if she came, but it was kind of cool just to have yeah. a guys type. Yeah, of thing. I agree. I agree. It was a different vibe, and it was a lot of fun. So, uh, I was just gonna kill me for my verbiage, but he lost his sushi virginity tonight. <laughs> no, I. Hang on. Real sushi or sushi? Because if we're talking about sushi. Then I've had it before. But if you're talking about real authentic to sushi, I haven't had it. Until tonight. Yeah. Until tonight. I've had the crappy Chinese buffet type of sushi, but yeah. not the sit down, enjoy a, what are they, California rolls type of sushi. Well, okay, yeah, so you had a yellow, yellow towel, yellow, yellow fin towel. tuna. No, you ordered, I ordered yellow fin. Uh, what was it called? Yellow fin. Is that right? Yellow tail. Yellow t- <laughs> Yeah. I ordered yellow tail because I seen it on TV all the time, like the office. Right. They eat yellow tail and then a couple of other shows. So that, w- I, I, that was delicious. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. You we ordered. got some funny videos. Of, yeah, but so I ordered a yellow roll. You, you, yeah, yeah. you didn't want to try. No. You were scared of the, you, the eel. No. And I also ordered a uh, rainbow roll, which had shrimp. Red snapper, red tuna. That was. That Hold was, on a minute. I'm going. That's what looked like a tongue, wasn't it? Man, the tuna you fish. Go again. The tuna. <laughs> it kind of did look like a little red tongue. It does it? look like a tongue, man. Like a little cat tongue or dog tongue. Why don't you look at the pictures you took? Because you took 1,200 pictures. I know. I'm had. trying to find a menu so I can see exactly what's on oh. the. Um, Roll that I got. Well, while you're looking it up, I did. I, I had authentic sushi here. Let's just put it that way. 
I had authentic. It, what was it? A um, Japanese steakhouse. Yeah, so we went to a place called Miso's Teriyaki House. Yep. My um, cousin owns it, and uh, it'd been nice to get that cousin discount, though. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah, so it's what I um, okay. The rainbow roll. It's a California roll topped with red tuna, salmon, and red snapper and shrimp. And so you had a piece of that. Did I? Yeah. Okay. And I don't remember. I, I I really don't remember. I eating think you said it was okay. Yeah, it's one that was at the time. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, that. Yeah, I didn't like that at all. Okay. I didn't and like then that at you, all. Man, because you thought it was a tongue, man. No, it just had a had a bad bite to it. All right. Well, then uh, Jared ordered this the Mastiff Behemoth, uh, like three or four different rolls on a big thing, and you had some of his. Yeah. And you liked it. That was delicious. I, that, I don't know what it was, but it was like it was crusted in one of those Chinese fried donuts. Yeah, so it was, uh, you had one of the deep fried ones. Yeah, man, it was delicious. Yeah, those were good. And so, and then you had fried rice and yep. uh, steak. Yeah, uh, onions and squash. And onions. Yep. Um, and then I had yellowtail. Yeah, and so, and you also got to try uh, shrimp sauce, which delicious. I'm not gonna lie, delicious. I was surprised you said because it's mayonnaise based. Mayonnaise based. Yeah, you don't like mayonnaise. I don't. I'm weird about my man. I don't eat mayonnaise on any type of. With a train going by. We went by it. I get. I guess. I, I told you the story about Al Capone at a train station the other uh, an hour. Yeah, I didn't know it was the, still working. That's what I was saying. I thought I didn't know. Oh, it was it's still. not. But the train tracks still oh, okay. there. Okay. No. But anyways, Can you imagine I, when I'm asleep at night and I hear that thing. It's it's ghost of Al Capone. Huh? Is this place haunted? Like the ghost of Al Capone? Who knows. I've heard. I've heard it could be. This place, this hotel uh, apartment, not my particular one, but the building. E. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> um, I wouldn't worry about it. Uh, so you, um, yeah. So you have to try the Japanese food tonight. Yep. And you lost a different type of virginity this week on vacation. Uh, alcohol. <laughs> Not with me, unfortunately, no. but you have to try wine. But is that, I understand it's alcohol, but is that really considered you've had a taste of alcohol if it's wine? I think so, because it's, it's what it is, right? It's fermented fruit. I guess. Well, you didn't care for it too much. It was all right. There were, there were, I tried the Merlot yeah. because that's what the people with money like to drink. And I wouldn't feel like I had money. But then I spit that shit out quick. <laughs> yeah, we were talking um, earlier today when you first got here about uh, the heat that comes along with. Uh, yeah, like I didn't realize because I had it. It was like someone had immediately turned the heat on, and I had like two leather jackets on. Like it, I did. I didn't know that that was the not really side effect, but it was just kind of what came with. Tasting alcohol, I guess. Yeah, that's funny. It's kind of weird how that happens, but yeah. So, um, so we have to hang out tonight, and then 
you've uh, we recorded just the second simulcast we're recording together. Yeah. And then you'll head back to Pitch and Forge. Um Yeah. All right, how long of a drive is it from Williams, Mississippi um, to Pitch Forge, Tennessee? I think it's like a eight and a half hours, maybe, and then it took us let's see. We left around five. We left Hour and a half late. That's that's how my mom does it. We're gonna get up at three thirty, night before. No, we're gonna leave to like five. Yeah. Uh, so, um, it took us about nine hours, ten hours to get that time we stopped and stuff. You come through uh, Arkansas or Alabama? Alabama. Um, Alabama. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cut up through. Right through Knoxville. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, I like what you just said about your mom leaving late. You know, my mom used to do the same thing to me on Christmas. Yeah. So I know we just did the uh, Halloween simulcast mm-hmm. where we didn't really talk about Halloween at all. <laughs> but, <laughs> like uh, a 15-second segment. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I mean, we, my little brother and I would get so excited on Christmas Eve to wake up for Christmas morning, mm-hmm. you know, at Christmas and like all little kids do. Yes. And at first it was kind of cute. We'd wake up real early to crack of dawn and wake up the family. And, um, once we got a little bit older, my mom be like, now we're not waking up at the crack of dawn. Uh, and she would keep moving up every year. Like, to the point of that's right. Nine o'clock. Come on, man. Nine o'clock. I, you know, the fun of it is getting up at five or six. You know, I wonder, I wonder if it's not the, not the thrill of getting the presents, but the thrill of what did Santa bring? Because, yeah. Because think about it. Once you're, I don't, I, I don't know how old people are when they don't believe in Santa anymore, but I'm just going to use 10 for an example. Mm-hmm. 10 or 11. Let's use that for an example. You kind of just don't wake up because you know you're going to get stuff. Yeah. Well, we still did Santa. I mean, my brother and I didn't believe in Santa. Uh, we were teenagers and. My mom still did it just because it was something fun uh-huh. to do, tradition. But there, there is a weird feeling that comes around Christmas time. Um, it's so it's a different different atmosphere. Yeah, a um, joy. Even though, even people that don't have a lot to go around, there's there's just something about the comfort of. I don't know if it's the music and it's the family time. I mean, I can see why people that are lonely commit suicide because they say that time of the year, time of the year that suicides are uh, elevated, the number of them, because of loneliness. I can see that. But anyways, this isn't Christmas time. It's October, so we need to get off the Christmas subject. But yeah, but no, I get, no. No, speaking of Christmas, they have a Christmas shop up here in Pigeon Forge, and um, and uh, that is the boringest store I've ever been in in my life. Really? Yeah, man. It it's it's a woman's store because I don't really like because it. it's it's like you go in there and you find ornaments. Find stuff to decorate the house with, and it's just 
It's the men stay outside and sit at the tables while the women go on the store. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's I think that's a big southern thing. I don't know. Um a lot of times you go to the mall back when we could go to the mall and see a bunch of men just sitting on a bench while their wives or girlfriends or whomever were inside the store shopping. But Yeah. I don't know. I'm not I don't, I'm not big on shopping in public. I like uh, online shopping, Amazon in particular. But, um, you know, I'm also curious about you are, um, you are, uh, damn, my mind went blank. <laughs> this is a horrible uh, simulcast <laughs> episode. Hodge, we should have saved half of the shit from the last one to put it on this one. Uh, no, in all seriousness. Um, so we were talking earlier about the interesting thing about uh, places like Pigeon Forge. They have a lot of novelty shops. Yeah. And you had brought a hot sauce you wanted me to try. Yeah, that's right. And we were talking about... Uh, that's right. Some of these weird gimmick hot sauce names like... Burn your ass hot or... While you're talking, I'll, I'll get the hot sauce ready. All right. I got the Doritos in the refrigerator. Fr- you keep chips in the refrigerator? Hey, man, that's something else. You gonna, hey, you're man, not going to new... know if the chips are stale or not. I don't. <laughs> man, I just got a new topic to talk about on the simulcast. That's how desperate we are. <laughs> yeah, so um, weird gimmick games like Burn Your... Burn your intestines. Set your intestines on fire hot. Like, what's the point, right? Yeah. Um, some of these sauces are so hot, it's just straight up heat. No flavor, no no uh, texture. It's just heat. And I, th- I think it's ridiculous. But, yeah. So I put all my chips in the refrigerator. Um, I don't have a problem with bugs. I never have. But I, I have this weird uh, phobia that I'll just ants for something if I leave cookies or chips open and so i put them on the refrigerator and uh let me see this bottle so i can tell the listeners what it's called all right hodge brought uh pretty lady on the front come on man (laughs) pepper palace the southern peach and Vidalia onion. Vidalia onion. Vidalia onion. Man, I thought it was a Spanish word. Vidalia. That's <laughs> my inner yeah. Eddie coming out. Yeah. Get you a chip. I promise this is not hot. I don't know why it says hot sauce on it. It's it's not hot. Man, I can handle heat, dude. I'm no, just... it's not. But it's not hot. All right. I'll be nice. That's nice about the. Sh- oh God. God damn it. Oh, <laughs> For the people that can't see. <laughs> And I dried in my freaking chip and my carpet with this sauce. I'll get a towel. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. It's all over me, man. Crap. Okay. What are your thoughts? Pretty delicious, isn't it? Mm. 
a little bit of a kick. It's just one of those that's going to get real hot in like uh, two minutes. No, it's not, it's not hot at all. I'm telling you. Yeah, it tastes like a honey sauce. It's not hot at all. I'm telling you. Not hot at all. Doesn't, yeah. even, doesn't even get a little kick to it, man. I promise. Oh, hello. That echoed. It has a little bit of a honey, a little bit of a uh, sweetness to it. Right. I don't hate it. This was this was the best one in that thing, in my opinion. Did you get to sample it first? Yeah, you got to sample it first. That's how I knew what it tasted like. Yeah, so I only cost me ten bucks, nine ninety five. Jesus, damn it, man! That's the third time. Boom, boom, boom. Ah, trying to record here. <laughs> yeah, it's. It's it's good. I'd have to cook with. I, I would. I would like to. Um, it kind of tastes like a, a spicy sweet and sour. I would, yeah. But without the spice, like it's not. I, I, I'd have to fry some uh, beef tips in it, maybe. Yeah. Or stir fry some chicken breast in it. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's okay. I'm, it's not hot. Hey man, come on! It's not a mukbang. Let's go. <laughs> oh, I'm feeling. Yeah, the hot sauce isn't hot. It's not hot, man. I know. Uh, <laughs> what were we talking I about, man? You, I wasn't Dylan. even listening. I hate you, man. You hogged all the trumpets for Double Cat's 10. Yeah, but but they had one in there. It was called um, Satan's Satan's Butthole. I think that's I think that's what it was called. Satan something, and then they have one called um, Keister Kisser, yeah. and then like Rump Roast. I wonder if they're really that hot, or if that's just like a independent type of, oh, we're the hottest hot sauce. Should have asked. Well, it wasn't my business to ask that. I was going to ask him what was the best seller, and the best seller was effing hot. Really? Yeah, it was like a, like a black bean... Ghost pepper cherry sauce. Oh. Have you ever Sounds had ghost pepper? I have. Was it hot? No, nah, man. You know what? It, it was so sweet and well, smooth. No, what I was asking was, was it hot? Because what? how do you, how do you take your hotness? Like for me, when I tried to ghost pepper, it was like instant reaction, hiccup. Like when stuff's too hot, I hiccup. Yeah, and it was it was it was rough. All right, well, so I newsflash: big red fire truck. I'm half Asian. No, you don't say. I, I say <laughs> so. Um, I I'm growing up eating. They sound like we're drunk. I know because <laughs> you stole all the topics for <laughs> for number ten, <laughs> but um. That should be the title of this. Nothing because we, I used all the topics. All the topics were used for simulcast 10. Yeah. So um, I was raised eating hot and spicy food, um, really hot food. So I didn't handle it. Now, I was, I've struggled recently in the last couple of years a little bit because I had my gallbladder taken out. Me too. And That's rough. Yeah. Because – and I wonder – is it the same way for me that it is for you? Whenever I eat something, it's like 15 minutes later, it's immediate. I have to go to the bathroom. 
And it's been, yeah. it's been years. Like, it's been a, like two a, years. A lot, of, a lot of food is just like that. It's, it's unfortunate. I hate it. But, um, because it kind of brings the enjoyment out of eating, in a way. Because you... Yeah, because it's kind of like you have to base it around, are we going out to eat or are we eating at home? Right. Because if we're going out to eat and we're, and we're on a road trip, then I need 15 to 20 minutes to sit and wait because you know it's coming. Yeah, I I, I don't mind admitting on here. Hodge saw me uh, before we left earlier. He came to my apartment. We hung out for like an hour. Out. And a half, and then uh, before we went to meet Jared at the restaurant, and at one point I, uh, um, at one point I dismissed myself to the kitchen, and I, I had to take a couple of uh, emodium pills oh, before we yeah. ate because just to prevent myself from having to have. To run to the bathroom because, man, I mean, it, it's weird. But, yeah, ever since I've had that procedure done. Um, did, they do, did they do yours laserscopic? Yeah, I don't have a cut. I have a three little yeah. dots. Be- below your belly button, in your belly button, yeah. two Everyone, sides. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so they went in. First, they took out my, uh, and this has been like four years now. They took out gallstones. Mm-hmm. So, apparently I had gallstones that was lodged in different parts, different organs, and it was causing them to almost shut down. Like, I was peeing purple and black, and I was in pain. And I was say that for the Halloween episode. <laughs> I was deathly sick, and... I was in a nursing home at the time for physical therapy, and uh, they had a lady come in here do an ultrasound on my stomach to see what's going on. And she said, you need to get to the ER. Uh, this isn't good. Didn't tell me why, what, how. Yeah. All I know is uh, an ambulance was there to pick me up to, to the ER. Well, I get to the ER, and this doctor comes in, and he's like, oh, Chilled out and my age, I, hey man, man, you got some damn uh gallstones, man. I, I he thought it was the coolest thing ever. I'm like, wow, some doctor. Lo and behold, he was a surgeon, and uh, so they admitted me to the hospital and they did two surgeries one one day and the other two days later. The first one took the stones out. The next one, it's just a gallbladder out. And ever since then, uh, you got to be careful with what you eat. So, Yeah, mine goes back to freaking... Sixth grade, maybe? Oh, wow. I kept, yeah, I kept having these stomach issues. And it would get, it would get worse with, like, anxiety and stress. And so we kept going doctor after doctor. Doctors, every doctor would say, he's faking it. His stomach's not hurting, he's faking it. Wow. Literally, like we had a doctor, um, I'm not going to say his name, and, but he was like, look, he's faking it. Like, I remember he took, he told me to step outside, and he had to talk with my mom. 
And then he brought me inside and made mom go out. And basically was asking me all these different questions. And then he came back in and he said, well, your answers didn't match, so you're faking it. Oh. And so it was like my stomach would like just, you, you know, the feeling to just kill you. Like it was just oh, yeah. murder or hurting. Yeah. And so you would call home from school. Mom thinks you're faking it because that's what the doctors told him. Right. All the doctors around town was like, nope, he's faking it. And so I was like, look, I'm not faking it. And so I don't remember what the turning point was. I, I can't even try to guess, but they took me to a stomach specialist in Jackson, Mississippi. And he said, okay, he has irritable bowel syndrome, right? Well, he gave me all this medicine. The medicine never worked. So we up the dose and up the dose and up the dose. Finally, you just kind of grow and get used to the pain. So I dealt with that 6th through 12th grade. The year after, senior year, I think, maybe, maybe the year after that, my stomach, it just, all of a sudden, because you, your stomach hurt every day, but you just learned to live with it. And then I remember one day, I was in the kitchen, and my stomach, it was just, just pain. And I remember crawling on the floor, crunching up in like a a ball right. by the stove, scream, like you scream like somebody was murdering me and crying. Like it was just, I never had pain up until that point. And I was like, oh my God. This yeah. is bad. So, go back to the ER. They said, "Mill, you need to find a new irritable bowel syndrome doctor." Mind you, I haven't, I haven't seen this guy. I've seen him two years. So, right, right. sixth to eighth grade, probably ninth, twelfth grade. I didn't see him anymore, just because I learned to live with the pain. And they were like, "You need to find a new doctor because this this doctor sucks and he's not doing it right." I was like, "I can tell you, it's not irritable bowel syndrome because if that's what I had, this is ten times worse." It took one. Final trip to the emergency room. His name is Dr. Sloan. That is my favorite doctor at the emergency room. Uh-huh. And I told him what I, I was running a fever. I was cold. And he went in there and he and, and I remember he took my foot and he said, does it hurt when I do this? And he banged on the bottom of my foot. And I said, and I about come off the bat. I was like, yes, that, that's killing me. And he said, okay, it's two things. And, uh, gallbladder. Or what's it? What's the other one's called? When you get out pancreas. No man. Uh, kidney. No man. <laughs> appendix. Appendix. <laughs> appendix. Man, you over here rubbing yourself like a fucking gorilla, man. No, oh, appendix. Yeah! They said it was either the gallbladder or the appendix, and he said, "So what we're gonna do is we're gonna go, and you have to go get this test done." The test took 188 minutes. Three hours and eight minutes. You were in an MRI machine. Yeah. And it's doing like a bunch of, it's not just taking pictures, it's doing a bunch of different stuff. And come out three hours later, and I get a call two days later, and they say, Mr. Hodge, we're like, yes, you have less than 1% of your gallbladder working. So you need to come in and talk to the doctor, and we need to get your appendix out, uh, 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 gallbladder out immediately. Okay. So two days later, went off to the doctor, and he was like, "Okay, surgery, seven o'clock tomorrow morning." 
And I don't care. A lot of people say the gallbladder surgery was rough. It was not bad for me. Yeah, what, it didn't went bad for me at all. What I've was had, bad I've had a for lot of me, surgeries. What was bad for me was the gas. Like, not not the gas yeah, as in farting. because they blow up your body with. No, not that. Like, it was just because they blew up your body. You, they said you were. Uh, you would suffer from shoulder pain. Right. Dude, that was killer. Like, I could only lay a certain way just because if you laid on your stomach a certain way, it would hurt. But if you laid on your shoulder a certain way, it killed you. Okay. I didn't have that. I did. They, oh, they man. told me I would, but the I didn't. shoulder pain was but, rough, man. But I had uh, the anal gas. Can you remember <laughs> the first time, through. first time you lifted something heavy after you had that gallbladder removed? No. I remember he was like, okay, you're not clear yet, but you can start doing more. Because you get like two weeks, two and a half, three weeks. Yeah. And you just, you can't do nothing. Yeah, well, see, that didn't apply to me because I was still at a nursing home. Okay. So after my surgery, I went back to a nursing home. and Lay there. I mean. Lay there, yeah. And I did minor stuff in my leg strength back, so I didn't really have to lift anything. But yeah, um, I, um, I've had several surgeries. I've had. Both my ears done. I've had my adenoids removed. I've been put to sleep to have a, a muscle removed out of my thigh, left thigh, so I can be biopsied. Had surgery on. Uh, uh, I got put to sleep to have a staph infection wash out of my left knee. I've had knee surgery. I've had. Testicle surgery twice because uh, when I was going to go to kindergarten, you had to get a physical, mm-hmm. and my right testicle was elevated, and it would cause a hernia if they didn't correct it. So they had to pull it back down. Mm-hmm. They did that surgery, and then they uh, did it again a few years later. So I felt some pain in my life from surgeries, but the gallbladder to me was the easiest I've ever had. Like, it yeah. almost wasn't even like a surgery. I I did it, and then I woke up, and, you know, there wasn't a whole lot different. But um, the weird thing about your doctor's decision, you were faking. Yeah. I've had that um, issue. So regular listeners of the podcast and people that know me knows I have a neurological disease, and it affects um, the nerves and muscles in my legs. And I kept having issues several years ago, and I'd go back to the ER. They would admit me to the hospital, run tests, try to figure it out. You never figure it out. Mm-hmm. One day, one particular doctor, I know his name, but I'm not going to say it on air. He um, closes the door, walks up to me. If anybody ever watched the show Scrubs, he's like the top one ganger of Dr. Cox. He puts both of his hands on his steps. He says, now look, off the record between me and you, are you faking all this? <laughs> I said, faking? He said, yeah, man, like, are you homeless and you just want a bed and food? Because the hospital's not a place to get a bed and food. There are homeless shelters in town. I said, first of all, not homeless. Got a house. Secondly, I got food. Thirdly, I've got electricity, so I can keep myself warm or cool or whatever I need. No, I'm having health issues. So he just gave up. So it's on not me. a good feeling to be told you're faking something, and you know yeah. that you're like, 
It's like a, think think about it, like a baby. It's like a slap in the face. Well, yeah, but and I you kind of feel helpless too, right? Because this is somebody that's supposed to be helping you and helping you to feel better and get better, and instead, they don't, nope, nothing I can do for you. You're faking it. Yeah. So, luckily, there was a neurologist uh, that works in Nashville at Vanderbilt and works with the Titans. That some way or another heard about me, heard about my case, came to the hospital, worked with me, and diagnosed me. And, yeah. Um, now, I've had some flare-ups since then, but they've not been nearly as bad, and when they do fire up, I get the medicine I need, and everything gets to be better. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It's weird how doctors can do that to you. But at the end of the day, they're human, and we're human. It's right. a human error. I get it. Yeah, it's not a good feel. I, I, I kind of pictured that as like a baby. Like, you kind of felt infantry. Because when a baby cries you don't know what it wants right and so you're thinking it just cries to cry if it doesn't if it's not dirty diaper if it doesn't want food if it doesn't want a bottle if it's not tired you kind of don't know what that baby wants so you kind of let it cry and that's kind of what you're doing when 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 the doctors and basically your family is telling you you're faking it you know because you don't have any I don't know. I I don't know where I was going with that, but yeah, I mean, it's just the fact no, that someone's saying you're faking it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not a good feeling at all. So speaking of babies, this video just said way. You got a baby nephew. Yeah. And um, don't say his name. I wouldn't say his name. Anyways, you got a baby nephew. Yeah. <laughs> and you and him are. Uh, you spend a lot of time together, so I can seem to be getting close. I'm curious because I'm going to talk about myself in a minute, but have you learned anything about yourself, um, about your emotions or emotional capabilities or any of that nature uh, because you have a child around? So you want me to get into what me and my therapist talk about, right? <laughs> Well, hey, man, look, I'll, I'll start with me. If it makes you comfortable, I'll start with me. No, I mean, I, I'll answer your question. I'm just trying to know how deep you want to get into it. Well, get as deep as you want, man. I got two baby nieces and two baby cousins, and, and it was almost like... It was almost like I had a part of my heart and part of my mind and my soul that was locked away under lock and key, and I never knew it existed. Mm. And these children I had the key and unlocked it and I found a whole new depth for what I could feel for another human. And 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 beyond that I found the responsibility to try to be a better human. Yeah. Um, because there's little eyes and little ears that can be influenced. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's me. So what about you? Better help, B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P, 
is the therapy I go through. BetterHelp.com. They're not a sponsor. I wish they sponsor. would be, though, man. Not a sponsor, but they're welcome to be one. <sighs> I don't want to get too deep in this because we're almost out of time, but, but I have went through a phase in my life where everyone that I knew got close to and trusted left yeah and went away you know this a lot of people know this and it's kind of hard for me to get close to someone and trust someone nowadays um so my brother married his wife and they had my nephew well yeah that's right um and I kind of realized, <sighs> I don't know, man, it's a touchy subject because I was talking with my therapist and I was like, look, I don't tell my nephew that I love him. Right. I don't, I don't want him to get attached to me because what if something was to happen and my brother and his wife just have nothing to do. I don't think that would happen, but there's a chance. You know, you never know. Right, and you and I, we've talked about this. Right. There's a chance yeah. for anything to happen. And it's like, okay, I'm doing the best that I can by not showing him emotions from me because if I do that and I don't show emotions, if they were to leave and have nothing to do with us anymore, then that would be less stress on him because because he would be he wouldn't be oh my god everybody's missing me uh, dylan's missing well, me well let's be real you too it would be it'd be less emotional trauma for you sure uh, sure if you put up that wall sure put up a wall uh you don't have to worry about the hurt of losing him sure yeah and it was kind of like if he would do that, he wouldn't be crying for me and I know that I did my job because, and I was looking at it as a perspective, I'm looking out for him. Mm-hmm. But apparently, according to the therapist at BetterHelp.com, that I was being selfish and I was ruining. I think I might have said that too, didn't I? Yeah, a lot of people said that. But I, I, didn't, I don't see, I still don't see how it's selfish. So I don't tell him. The L word. I don't tell him. I show it. It's obvious you love him. It's obvious he loves you. And children need that affirmation. But but here's my thing. He gets it from everyone else. Why does he need it from me, too? If he knows it. Because you're in his life. Yeah, but. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The video you sent me of you. Jumping out of the box, and he was <sighs> all excited. Let me see if I can find it, and I'll play it. What? I'm going to see if I can find it, and I'll play it. Yeah. See if I still have it. It speaks volumes. Um, I don't have it, but I've got this video. Um, uh, let's see here. Here it is. He just decided one day to lay on the floor. He was playing with his um, with his Toy Story dolls, or action figures, whatever you want to call them. 
And he decided to lay with his forearm on the floor, his head propped up, and scream. Uh, it's the funniest thing, but listen, I'm going to see if I can hear it through here. Oh, wait. If you turn on a Bluetooth. Okay. All right. So you turn on a Bluetooth. Yes, Bluetooth's on. Okay, I didn't realize we could do this. I was just going to play it through the microphone. Okay. And see if you see the mixer. PH Sheb Red. No, let me see. Yeah, take it. It is. PH Seven Hundred Red. No, it's not me. All right, so I've got to. Let's just 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 play it over the thing, and I can edit it in the audio. All right, that's fine. I just want to do let's that. Let's just do that. Let's just do that. Just because it's right here real quick. All right. Again, he decided to lay on the floor and scream his head off. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> just to do it. And, man. Memories like that do what stick with you forever. Um, I could say I've got... Two baby nieces and two baby cousins. I've got more cousins, but two little cousins in particular particular are really close to my heart. One of my nieces, her mom and her family have been at odds for a long time. And I'm not going to go into all the details, but I'll say this. When her mom has chosen to be difficult and to be belligerent with the family yeah, and use the child as a means to hurt us. Make no mistake, first of all, you hurt the child too when you do that and you're and, and uh, you're a cunt, you're a bitch. You know, I told, you you were down when we were having trouble with my cousin and my aunt at one point. Yeah, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Okay. But I can tell you the, the hurt I felt and my mom felt and our family has felt when the one particular niece's mother uh, acts up, and it, the pain is real. But go ahead. Yeah, I, I was, remember when I was down there well, in Biloxi. I was, I, Wiggins, man. I don't uh, live in Biloxi. Well, well okay, well, but. No, there's a difference. There's a difference. There's a big difference. All right. Well, we folks, went to Biloxi. Uh, we went to Biloxi, and we had business in Biloxi. Yes. But in my mind, in it's all the same place. But, but it's not. Okay, so when I was in Wiggins. Yes, there you go. Where is my hotel at? In Wiggins. Okay. Across from McDonald's. All right. Well, I'm just going to give it, the people the address. But I was on Frontage Drive. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I was, I know we're not to stay next time I'm in town. There's two Frontage Drives. You'll be okay. Uh, but I was going to. You said it hurts the child too, and and that when we're having that trouble with my and cousin, we're close with my other cousin, which would be the sister of that cousin that was giving me trouble, right? And her daughter, and I remember, I I called my mom. I was just so stressed out because it was over something stupid. Yeah, you know, it was just something dumb that shouldn't even be. I made a podcast about it. If you want to listen to it, I, I mean. It's called They Only Want You When They Need You, and it's yeah. it's a big hit, man. It's a big <laughs> hit. It's a big hit. But, oh, God. A, no, I'm really, it's a big hit, but I, I know. I know. I um, they did a pocket if you want to hear everything about it, but 
I remember breaking down on the phone with my mom and being like, look, my our cousin is going to take her daughter away from us, and, I, and it's going to be my fault. And I remember I said, you can take us away from her, but don't take her away from us. In a sense of, you can keep us from her, but don't keep her from us. As in, we're fine if you don't want her to see us anymore for our sake, but for her sake. Yeah. You know, but it never happened and nothing. It was just, it was just, and that reminded me when you said it hurts the kid as well. And that kind of reminded it me of that. Back. Going over. Yeah. 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 It's good now. It does. It's after I made that podcast and they got <laughs> pissed. Yeah, they got mad at me. It's so funny how. Uh, shit happens in your family or your life, and you come make a podcast, and then well, this this is my stress relief. This is how <laughs> I get over stuff. And sometimes there are some podcasts I've recorded just to get stuff off my chest that will never be aired. Right, it's just me talking it out to myself, and I answer my own questions in the podcast, anyways. Well, you know, that's good because a lot of times, excuse me, ladies and gentlemen, a lot of times, um, that's what we need. We just need to talk things out. You know. Yeah. Um, and if you get really upset and you want to want to rage, sometimes you just need to sit back and talk it out. Talk to the wall. You know, and once you hear your thoughts and you hear them verbalized, yeah. Sometimes that can help change your mind about yeah, uh, certain things. So, I don't know. Um listen, man, this podcast has been all over the place. Yeah, I got to get out of here, man. Um it picked up the, towards the end, but, um, yeah, you got a two-hour drive or whatever, hour yeah. and a half drive back to Pigeon Forge. Um, but it's been fun. I got to get the audio from this, too, and put it on my laptop. Yeah. So, anyways, folks, uh, thank you for listening to Big Shrimp Radio <laughs> and the HodgePodge Podcast. Uh, HodgePodge Productions couldn't exist without the listeners, so we thank you guys for listening. Yep. Um, follow us. I am at Instagram at uh, Big Shrimp Radio. Uh, the website is BigShrimpRadio.com. Hodge, where can they find you at? I'm on Instagram at I am Mr. Dylan Hodge. Podcast is at the HodgePodge Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter as well. I'm not as over there as much as Instagram and Facebook, but Twitter is I am Mr. Dylan Hodge. There you have it. And... Uh, as I always say, our tomorrows are never guaranteed. For some of us, unfortunately, we got less of them left than we do yesterday's. Life is a journey, whatever hindrance or roadblock, whatever drama, trauma, negativity, struggle, pain, shame, or guilt. Lay it to the side and get to stepping. Live your life and live your truth unapologetically. Aspire to inspire before you expire. And as always, until next time, you got a friend of me, and we are signing off. <laughs>